Welcome and thank you for deciding to listen to the PJ Party Podcast with myself, Jenny West, and Paul Plastino. Hello. All right, yeah, so this week in the afternoon zone, on the zone at 91.3, we covered a whole bunch of stuff, mainly holidays. Yeah. Holidays. I mean, there was the American Thanksgiving this week. We also talked about Christmas parties. Mm-hmm. It's the season for that. That American Thanksgiving really is the ignition switch to the holiday season. Like, it is. You know? And do you know what I found this year and every year, Jenny? But, like, obviously we're inundated with so much media from the States. So it's all about Thanksgiving now and not a month ago when we celebrate it. Yeah. And that's hard for me because I feel like America really does... Yanks giving up right. Ooh, they've got the candied yams and everything like this. Mm-hmm. And they've always got like, ooh, here's a recipe to deep fry your turkey. I'm always seeing these ridiculous things mm-hmm. that I'm la- a month late for. You know, I want to see these clickbait articles a month ago, not now. And then I forget the recipes by the time next year rolls around. I get what you're saying. I don't know. I think American Thanksgiving should move back a month. It's too close to Christmas for me. Yeah, You I know agree. two of those huge meals? One right after another? Yeah, that felt very prominent on this week's podcast. Oh, plus, we got to have a chit-chat with Jesse Roper. Yeah, he just stopped by, gave us a little gift. Can we... I don't know if we no, can we say can't. on the we podcast either. either. No. Okay. We can swear, but I don't know if we can talk about this Well, gift. there'll be hints. You'll understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he stopped by. We talked about his new single that we've been playing, Cherry, his new album, his mm-hmm. new video, his tour, and, uh, you know, he gives some advice to some local musicians as well. It's nice to have him in the studio. So all this and lots more on this week's edition of the PJ Party Podcast. So glad to be back. We're back. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy. Precious afternoon zone. I got rest last night. Didn't set my alarm. Yeah. Woke with the sunbeams on my face and the birds chirping. Yeah. That's what woke me this morning. So nice. Oh boy. I was. I. You know, it was fun too. I turned on the radio this morning, which is good to have Dylan and Jason back. So nice to have them back. Yeah. We had a great weekend too. I think like it was very celebratory that we were okay. We had done the morning show. We're mm-hmm. all done now. We went out and we got the band together on uh, Friday night. Yeah. And uh, I was so happy to have you there as part of the band. <laughs> I wish I could say the same. <laughs> no, I was happy. It was nice to be invited to that. It was nice. You know, you were kind of not on best behavior, but you certainly like... I had to weren't work. on bad behavior like we all were. Yeah, I had to work the next morning, Saturday morning, so I wasn't, you know... Yeah, and I know what that's like to be crazy. the least drunk person. Mm-hmm. And as uh, Jason and I and our other friend Caleb were all putting, putting it back pretty hard and we're having a fun time, but um, <laughs> you said... I didn't really realize, but you said yeah. when we were at this one establishment, we were talking very loudly. And it wasn't even like talking loudly is fine at a bar. It was it was a very quiet bar. It was, it was the Arctic, Argyle Attic. It's pretty quiet there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it was the the con the, the content that you were talking about. We were just that. discussing what's going on in the news these days. And, and like some of the things being yelled at were, were not like popular opinions. And we were getting a lot of looks. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. But um, yeah. today too, I was like, oh my god, maybe I had a little bit of a problem <laughs> today at lunch. I was sitting there in the mall, we were having a coffee, and I was loudly proclaiming that, you know, how do we not think of Paw Patrol? I'm on this kick right now where I think that Jenny and I should write a children's book, or like, and then see if we can get it franchised, and then we'll be billionaires. 
right? If we could get a kid's book off the ground published, then we could sell the rights to Netflix. They'll make a cartoon out of it, and then the merchandising and everything. We could be millionaires, Jen. Okay. And it's so not hard. And I look at Paw Patrol, which is the most popular thing in the world right now for kids. It's just dogs who do jobs. Dogs. Okay, the German Shepherd puppy is a policeman, and the fireman puppy is a Dalmatian, and then the bulldog is a. His name is Rumble, and he does. He works for. What does he do again? He's just like. He's he a works construction, construction worker. Pops at work, Paw Patrol, yeah. and kids lose their minds. Of course they do. Kids love adult jobs. Kids love puppies. Okay. It just makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so he was yelling like this. So he just, How did we not think of that? <laughs> okay, anyway, so he was just yelling like that um, in the food court today at Mayfair Mall. And these ladies sit beside us and immediately look over while he's screaming about Paw Patrol, of all things. Look over, <laughs> look back at each other, look over again, look back at each other, grab their things and move over yeah. to tables. And they were like, nope. <laughs> and they moved tables. Yeah, so maybe, maybe you should work on your volume yeah. in public places. Just tone it down a little bit. That's an idea. Just a little bit inside voices. Chris texted in and said, uh, how about Paw Patrol? Because we're talking about how Paw Patrol. I'm so jealous of the creators of Paw Patrol. Um, I'm obsessed with it now. My nephew is three years old and is obsessed and loves Paw Patrol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris texted in and said uh, his two-year-old boy will only watch Paw Patrol and freaks when you even try to put anything else on. Mm. It makes total sense. These are puppies who children love, and then they do jobs, and they get to work a fire truck. And a, I mean, I think. I've never actually seen the show. But they're like, one's a fireman, and one's a policeman, and one's a builder. And then I imagine that they, what, they use the devices and the vehicles that those professions would use mm-hmm. what do you what? kids love that stuff yeah right so it's just like a no-brainer and these people they sell plush toys and books and we went to the store today right we went to toys r us paw patrol everything yeah and what, i'm so jealous what uh kind of dog do you think would be a radio announcer um well that's a good question something chatty loud yeah. Chihuahua? Maybe a Chihuahua. You maybe would be a Chihuahua over there. I think maybe that's because my experience with a French Bulldog. Yeah. You know, I think yeah, it's kind of lazy, but it can do things if it wants to. And it's you kind of maniac. You kind of look like one. Kind of look like <laughs> one. You know, a little jowly, a little like a hard time breathing, oh. a little, little of that going on, right? Yeah. A little barky when he's not supposed to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're all, we're just brainstorming here. There's no bad ideas. I just want to think of a children's property, something that Jenny and I can do. We can invent something that's like Paw Patrol. That's what I want. Yeah, I, I like the idea of like having a cat version of it. Yes, but I know we might do. get sued for that. Uh, so we got an email saying uh, today that at our Christmas party, we're going to be having a gift exchange. Right. And uh, I think gift exchanges are great when they're done right. But most of the time, you always get those gag gifts, just a whole bunch yeah. of things that it's just junk that you're going to throw. Because, I mean, it's only $25 or $20 that you're allowed to spend. So yeah. you can't really get any really good quality items, right? No, of course unless, not. Unless you really think about it and think about what would actually be good for $20. Um, my go-to yeah. is usually craft beer. Mm, like know, a bomber? Yeah, like a couple of bombers or like a few like little cans here and there that are my favorites of the year kind yeah. of thing. Most people will, will like that. Yeah. And um, in fact, you just also said too that you like crafts also a little bit. Arts and crafts? Arts and crafts. Oh, that was mainly for like, uh, you know, gifts, like for actual gifts, gifts and stuff. But yeah. I'm thinking too, if you could like art and crafts, like a homemade koozie for those two beers, right? Like maybe oh. a little, you know what would be so good? If you could koozie, what is that, macrame or uh, 
you would like the crochet thing with the, thing? crochet. Yeah, if you could crochet a two bomber holder, Aww. a two packer, right? To get your your double bombers. That would be. And you put them two in there. That's like a koozie for your beers, but it holds two, so you bring to party. Because I often want to bring two bombers to a party. That's a good amount of beer. Yeah. I want to hold them like that, and a little two bomber like that. I mean, I'm never gonna put that much effort in, but I love that idea. Yeah, enough for a good exchange. <laughs> yeah, and my other go-to is um, like a really good travel mug, like a twenty-dollar mug that yeah. keeps your coffee warm all day. Mm-hmm. That you don't want to spend yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one. That's something that like yeah goes into the rest of the year, and mm-hmm. that was kind of my idea as well. My favorite gift that I ever brought to a gift exchange party thing like that mm-hmm. you know where you steal gifts and whatever was a butter dish what i know i'd it's, be so oh, disappointed so, if i got a butter dish okay <laughs> but you, it's amongst all the like novelty tchotchkes and crap and like cheap chocolate and whatever that was being traded around the butter dish was the only thing that people would want to have for the rest of the year. You just said you recently got a butter dish, right? I, I did recently get it. And did dish. it? Did it was it, great, but I don't want it as a gift. It gives you the it's gift boring. of spreadable butter throughout the year. <laughs> and I, guess so. I actually won back my own butter dish. That was the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever done. Yeah, I won back my beers and I was pretty happy about that last gift exchange. You but I, I'm curious to know, like, what's your go-to though? You can text us or call us. We just unveiled it though. Buy the thing you want. Buy whatever you would want for $25. If you win it back, fantastic. And if someone else wins it, well, then good. It was a wantable gift. But don't just buy a gift like a... Those gag gifts. You know, those ones that's like, oh, it's a funny... It's funny because it's a mint that says that it's not a mint. It's actually like pills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do not. Hi, Mickey. Um, I just got your text messages about your go-to Christmas gift exchange present. Yes. So what was it? So it's a Bluetooth shower speaker. It's got a little, like, suction cup, and it's waterproof, and you stick it in your shower. Mm. And it just, like, connects to your phone or iPad or whatever, and it plays music, and it's usually about 25 bucks. That's such a That's good really idea. Because yeah. um, I yeah. recently got a waterproof phone case, which has just been amazing because I always like to listen to podcasts in the shower or the radio. So that would be perfect too if you don't want to spend, you know, $100 on a waterproof case. Well, exactly. And it's, um, I have a really bad for myself because I'm always kind of like, oh, what I have is fine. Like it's whatever. You always make what you have work, but it's always sort of nice to have something like that. So. Mickey, let me just say this one thing about this piece of technology in general is that um, I am the same. I like to listen to the radio or whatever in the shower. I love having music on for me. But the shower is the one place in my daily life that I also appreciate sometimes just the shower water running and that's the only noise because that's where you get all your good ideas is yeah, in the, the shower. Yeah, the shower thoughts. That's mm-hmm. a good point. All the other places like, oh, you see me walking around. I've always got earbuds and I'm always listening to something, music, podcast, whatever. So the shower is the one place where I just don't have that and mm-hmm. my brain can then finally germinate everything it's taken in throughout the day and sprout anew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point, fair point. So, yeah, that's, so if you know, if you get it, you can always like re-gift and open the package and <laughs> yeah. plastic. That's but a I, good re-gift I as well. I love the idea, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Well, thank you, Mickey. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. The Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. Jen, mm. getting geared up for our Christmas party. That's right. We talked about this before. So we talked about this, and I was listening back to it on our podcast, even about how uh, I was like, I was like, ooh, I'm on the party planning committee. I know what's a makes a good party and all that. But then I think what I really wanted to say was that I'm one voice, and that my voice is important. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, my, my voice represents a certain aspect of uh, party culture. So it made me sound like a real booze hound. I was like, we got to make sure we have an open bar. Otherwise, the party sucks. But I really wanted to like reach out to zoners in this way. It's party season coming up, year-end party, Christmas party, office party, workplace party. What makes one of those good? Yeah, because there was a study that came out saying that only 36% of people actually enjoy their office Christmas party. It's something that people dread every mm-hmm. year. And I was surprised by that. So I want to, yeah, want to know what actually makes for a good office party. Maybe pull from things in your past. Yeah. You know? Full, cause full disclosure, I want to actually make a blog post for the zone.fm. You know, one of these zoner sourced ones where we ask zoners a question and you, all, you guys always come back with really good responses to us, like what makes for a good party. So if you've got an idea, text it into us at 250-475-0913 or do a Facebook post to us. We're going to uh, put this on the zone Facebook and ask you, what do you reckon? Because we want to, you know, have like a, a comprehensive list of elements that are good. The example I gave was... No money for the clown or the magician, all money for the open bar. For me, an open bar does make a difference. Mm -hmm. That could be its own question right there. Open bar, yay or nay? Yep. Does it get too messy, sloppy? Would you rather spend the money on something else, an activity or something? Or is that open bar, is that exactly what you need? Fancy dinner, or would you rather do an activity? Would you rather go laser tagging or going bowling or something? What makes for a really good party? Like I said, I'll put that up on the Zone Facebook, too, if you want to chime in. And thank you. Yeah, I wanted to have my 44s at the Flying Squirrel. I never got around to making the arrangement, so, but that'd be a great place to have a party. Yeah, this is the place with all the trampolines and the foam pits that you can jump all into? Yeah. Do they yeah. serve booze there? Well, I don't know. They don't. Uh, so, maybe that's an answer. I haven't done that. I feel like that would be like a, a good team bonding sort of mm-hmm. place to do. Yeah. I don't know about Christmas party, though. Well, well, what I'm hearing from Rich is that like he likes the idea of an activity of a party, you know? Yeah. like whether it's a flying squirrel or you know, curling or ice skating or something, but you want to do something a little more active than just sitting around in a tie getting drunk with your coworkers. Oh, sure. We had it at um, the Royal BC Museum, and it was like in the totem pole room. Mm. And we had like a kind of like a buffet dinner, and then we had drinks, and then afterwards we had a scavenger hunt. Cool. Like, Love. A piece of paper, and you had to find clues all around the uh, First Nation exhibits. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that idea. And I've heard, yeah, the parties at uh, the museum are really good. I mean, the Halloween one there, um, I've only heard amazing things about. So that'd be a really great place for a party. I like that. It was by far my favorite staff party or party ever. (laughs) It was so good. Mm -hmm. And then we all went to the Barden Bank after and, you know, the higher ups paid for all our drinks. (laughs) Because that's what you say, too, is like good location and that you can then venture out into the night after the kind of formal... Scavenger hunt, you know, staff uh, party fund um, party is done. You can go do your own thing, continue on into the night. Yeah, because we've had them before at like another like sit down restaurant and everybody ended up going home at 10. Yeah, right. But this is so good. Naked Twister. Naked Twister with the people you work with. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your head at, Jake? I saw it on a news feed on Facebook and I thought that uh, it'd be a funny joke. Unless unless you're into it, I don't know. (laughs) I gotta say, Jen, no offense. What? Everyone I work with, no offense. I'm not into it. I know. That would be terrible. There's a pool at our Christmas party. I'm a little nervous about even gearing down into my ev- bathing suit. Everyone should steer clear of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> or the naked twister. Uh, I yeah. guess it depends on the occupation. Yeah, like where? Please what? name the occupation. <laughs> 
That would work a, with Naked Twister. Yeah. I'm a driver, so I work by myself, so I'll do Naked Twister by myself. <laughs> That's just sad now. <laughs> Entrepreneur, have my own business. I'm picturing Jake, like, <laughs> with an eggnog. Good year, everybody, by himself. <laughs> Time for Twister, shall we? Start undoing buttons. We got an open bar this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today on the Afternoon Zone, new guidelines suggest preschoolers get at least 180 minutes of activity a day. Oh, how I wish I could still be a child. I'm in so much pain after running a minute. Oh, to have good knees again. Oh, get it while you can, children. What? You're like 22. I'm still hurt. Do a yoga. So a story that is coming out from Girl Scouts U.S. This is the U.S. side of it. Um, they've put out a campaign uh, that is trying to get parents to stop forcing their daughters to hug family members at, uh, you know, family gatherings. I think they decided to do it now because Thanksgiving in the course, States yeah. and uh, Christmas, of course, is coming up in mm-hmm. the holiday season where you get your family together. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea behind this, the reason why they started... Uh, this campaign is they are saying that forced physical affection sends the wrong message about consent at a young age. Interesting. Yeah. So how for me, I grew up in a a very huggy family. Mm. I never felt like I was forced to hug. It was just something that in my family, since I was little, we were just always very affectionate. We were very huggy. So whenever my family members did come over, I would initiate the hug and Mm -hmm. like run up to them and give them hugs and kisses because I just... That's just the way I grew up. But yep. for some people who who didn't grow up in that way, to are uncomfortable with hugs at a young age as well, to not force it. I can, Scouts to I can hear already that. the like angry comments from, you know, drunk uncles everywhere being like, <sighs> you know, it's like, uh, what? This is overreach. And how dare they tell me? And with hugging your relatives is a great thing. But I think it comes from a really good place. I think it's like, yeah. If you can, if your kid can learn at a young age that uh, it's their body and their choice of who they hug and kiss, mm-hmm. um, that's a great thing. And you know, yeah, I don't think this is going to ruin bedtime at family gatherings for everyone. Like you mm-hmm. say, a lot of kids once they learn about hugging and kissing, and okay, everyone say goodbye, good night, and everyone gets a hug and a kiss. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids love that, but it has to be their choice. If there is that one, maybe it's that one family member who gives them a wrong vibe or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The kid has to be able to recognize that and not be forced into this physical contact and if they have that lesson at a young age hopefully they'll grow up with it and be able to make really good you know choices or ones that make sense for them Mm -hmm. um in terms of physical touch as they grow up yeah so i think that what you just described there is the exact reason why they started this sort of campaign but i would be really interested to hear maybe from some parents Mm -hmm, hear what they think of it you're a zoner who uh, has a kid and has like a family gathering what is your views on this are you a hugging family do you make sure that your kids hug your relatives or what's what's your stance on it I have a very strong opinion about that. Oh, please share. My daughter, well, hers is a special case. She does have a disability. And there's people she absolutely will not hug. And for a while, like, my husband's family, they're very, oh, hug your aunts and uncles, hug everybody, love everybody. And she just doesn't want to touch people. 
So we've come to the point where it's like, no, you have to let kids, disability or not, make their own choices. Absolutely, because if that puts them in a state of anxiety or just makes them incredibly uncomfortable, like, what's the point of it? Exactly. Well, then it, it becomes it becomes a, a behavior. And I've seen stuff like this online so many times. So many people hate on it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hey, unless they're your kids, <laughs> it doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> exactly. The parent knows best. Absolutely. Um, do you uh, yeah. make sure you show by big example that, you know, this type of hugging and touching and kissing is a good thing? Is it all a bunch of like, I'm going to say goodnight to grandpa now and give him a big hug? Exactly, yeah. To show, yeah. And my daughter, she will, she'll go up to people and she'll give someone a hug and then she'll turn around and be like, no, I ain't hugging you. <laughs> and, and that's absolutely okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And some people get offended. And I'm like, well, you're offended because you're not getting a hug from a five-year-old. You have the problem. You need affection from a five-year-old? Really? Why? Yeah. So that's all it comes down to. Is it's not their fault they don't want to hug you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have kids, but I've got a niece and nephew and... I wouldn't mind some hugs from them because I hardly ever see them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, I'm not, uh, so I'm not a parent, but I know, I'm not saying I don't know how to parent or anything. Um, but I think nowadays kids need to just be told, like, why is it important to hug your family members and friends? You know, get older and, you know, you get all distant from everybody and you just to feel that hug because it releases all those endorphins and makes you feel good about yourself. The, the point with this thing is here is that you're not forcing anyone to give a hug they don't want. Because I'm in the same boat as you, right? Like, I don't have kids, but I have a little nephew. And a couple of I don't see him very often, same thing. And a couple of years ago, he was too shy. He didn't really know me that well over, you know, Skype a couple of times. That's all he knew me as. And there were no hugs for Uncle Paul. But the last time I saw him, you know, it was like big hug and a big kiss, you know, before uh, I left. And, you know, it's like, but it was always his choice. And I uh, thought that was better. And I, you know, like you're saying, relationships between family is important. But I think that that interaction uh, set up a better foundation for our, uh, you know, uncle nephew relationship than my sister forcing him to hug me when he was too shy to do it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You just keep coming with those good toys at Christmas like uncles do. <laughs> right? And they're going to know eventually that you're the best uncle. <laughs> the Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. Thank you so much to all the zoners texting in and calling yeah. in on this topic. Uh, really, just like some really incredible, well thought out responses. I can't get to all of them. Uh, but just a big thank you. Uh, we're talking about Girl Scouts and how they are putting out a message of saying, stop forcing your daughter to hug family members. And I think that goes with any kid, right? Not mm-hmm. just the daughter, but yeah, yeah kids in general. Um, I wanted to point out one message I got from Allison. She said, I'd like to add that it's an important lesson that your body is yours to control. Having a family obligation to make contact could set a child up for abuse. Not a good lesson. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something to think about. Yeah, for sure. And a couple of zoners have texted in kind of saying that oftentimes when something does bad happen with a kid, mm-hmm. it's um, often a, a, like a person or a relative or a family member or you know someone that they know mm-hmm. that's done the naughty thing. And so when you just say like, yes, of course, you get, you know, get in there, get in there for a hug. You know, you force kids. They don't really know uh, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I want to read one from uh, Olivia who wrote, uh, teaching children consent and body autonomy when they're young is so important. This includes teaching when touching is appropriate, like example, hugging Uncle Paul on their terms and understanding 
that he is safe to hug versus a stranger asking for a hug. Mm -hmm. So thank you again so much to all these messages. We can't get to them all, obviously. Can't read them all on the radio, but there's so many good ones, and thank you. Yeah, and we'll continue the conversation on uh, on Facebook as well. Sure. Now, Jen, yeah. you and I, I was, I'm keep saying this, you and I need to write a book. Okay. We should write a kid's book, right? I was right. yelling and screaming about how Paw Patrol is so popular, and we should write something, you know? We should be children's authors. Yeah. It's a great way to get rich. We're relatively creative. Okay. And you want it to involve cats because you're obsessed. Yes. With cats. What about this? What about an educational book about like learning consent from a young age? Through kittens. I think so, yeah. The okay. consent cats or something like that. I like that. I like that. Right? Okay. It's just an idea. Brief. We gotta flesh it out a little. We gotta punch it up. But the consent cats, we could write that. Okay. It's got a good <laughs> lesson, too. No, I really like That's that. What I mean. And it's got, yeah. cats. it's got everything I like. Okay. All right. Copyright Paul and Jenny. Do not steal <laughs> our consent. Now everyone's going to come out with cat <laughs> consent books, Paul. Way to go. All right. Previously on the Afternoon Zone. Why do you have to keep making Batman movies? Uh, How about why don't you option Dino Riders? It was amazing. Do you remember what Dino Riders? No, but I think you need to see Oh, it was incredible. This movie was just like a. Yeah. I just love how you're getting riled up about dino riders. You know what I read, though? If you get too riled up, if you need to calm down, a really uh -huh. great way uh, to do that is by doing an animal walk. <laughs> so, Paul, right now, I'd recommend that you do a penguin walk right now just to calm down a little bit. Okay, but... How's that feel? Yeah, good. You I'm feel calm. better? You okay. feel better? Okay. Yeah, I read so. that in the parenting section of CBC. Oh, this is what you do to deal with me? Yeah. Fantastic. I mm -hmm. um, want to say, uh, start the show off today by saying happy Thanksgiving to our American uh, neighbors and friends. Happy Thanksgiving. It's, uh, oh, I'm jealous. Again, my favorite thing. The holidays begin with the Thanksgiving in the States, and it's really great. It's got all the food and the gathering and the family and all that and mm -hmm. the fellowship of Christmas without all the consumerism. It's so food-centric. It's really gathering and breaking bread. I love it. Mm -hmm. Netflix put out a thing that was like this, the cast of Stranger Things saying happy Thanksgiving to us in Canada. Aw. And they were like, oh, wait, you did it a month ago. And uh, I bet you're thankful for bag milk and, you know, stuff like that. Stereotypical Canadian stuff. Mm -hmm. So we thought as a nice message to our American friends, we had some things that we're thankful for that the States does, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you wrote a whole bunch. Let's hear them. Okay. Well, I'm thankful, first of all, for our listeners down in Washington and around the States. So sweet of you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to a little Victoria station. That's awesome. I'm thankful for the show Friends. It really oh, was yeah. a huge part of my childhood. I identify with Phoebe, if you were wondering. Yes. And a little bit of Rachel. You're a Phoebe. All right. I'm a Monica, but okay. You're not a Monica. I'm a Kramer. <laughs> Wrong oh. show, but yes, you are a Kramer for sure. I'm thankful for Doritos and oh. that cheesy residue they leave on your finger so you can save it for later. That, that's got a name, I heard. Oh. It's called like Chlean or something like that. Mm. I'm also thankful for the rock and roll that uh, America has produced. A lot of great music coming out of the States. It's true. Rock and roll was really born in the American South. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Do you want to read off some? Yeah. I'm thankful for in the United States... Um, your fast food is next level. Yeah. So every time I go to the States, it's always the fight. Do I have time to go to Jack in the Box and in and out Burger? So good job on the burgers, guys. Want to say big ups, and I'm thankful for the military industrial complex. You guys crushed that complex. Mm. 
And finally, you know, it's Thanksgiving related. I'm very thankful for that thing where the president pardons the turkey. I always enjoy that ceremony. What a ridiculous thing for the most you know, powerful human person on planet Earth to take time out of his life to uh, bless a turkey and then not eat it. And what happens to these turkeys afterwards? I would not be surprised if the whole thing was a big show. And they end up eating the turkey anyways. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to do with this bird now that it's pardoned? It's not like the bird's going to go off and live a full and lovely life just because the president ha- isn't eating it currently. Yep. What if that came out? I bet there's conspiracy theorists out there that's just like, they're eating that turkey, man. Open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. You want me to do it? I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I know that there's a U-Haul on fire right now. Got things real backed up northbound, so that's slow and go. And then on the other side, southbound, of course, you got people looking, well, looks like some kind of a U-Haul's on fire. You know, so it's mm-hmm. slow and go both ways. Got a nice tweet here from Kurt who writes that the fire is out in the U-Haul. Because we were talking, there was a U-Haul on fire on northbound Pat Bay. Mm-hmm. Backing things up. Uh, he said he was driving south and he had to slow down and say, Ooh-wee, a U-Haul's on fire. He tweeted, and then the laughing emoji. I think he liked my impression of people. (laughs) If that's what you're going to do is slow down to look at a thing or an accident, you've got to say it in that voice. Yeah. Try it with me, Jen. I'll I'll paint the picture for you, okay? Okay. Uh, I got a three-car pileup. One of the trucks is hauling a bunch of goats. Go ahead. Oh, God. Oh, golly. Got to pull over for this one. There's a bunch of goats being hauled (laughs) on the highway. Oh, boy. See? Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, it does feel good. It's the Afternoon Zone with Paul and Jenny. I'm Jenny, and that's Paul. Hi, I'm Paul. And uh, so, Jen, I just wanted to, uh, oh boy, you know, all this week I've been all yelling and screaming, and I just feel like I just, everyone deserves an apology from me. Okay. Because I've been talking about Dino Riders, a TV show that I was quite fond of as a child, where these uh, spacemen go back in time to prehistoric Earth, and then because some of them have um, like psychic powers and some of them have technology, they have, are able to ride dinosaurs and then they shoot each other with lasers. And it's the greatest thing for a little boy. And so I was saying, why hasn't this been turned into a big budget action blockbuster movie yet? Hollywood is so bankrupt creatively. Why can't they figure it out to make a Dino Riders movie? Option that. Quit making Batman over and over again. Anyways, a really nice owner dropped me off a CD or a DVD rather with the first two episodes of... Dino Riders. Yeah. So I was watching a little bit of it. And I think one important aspect that I forgot about the show is that it sucks. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad we spent like 15 minutes talking about it in the last few days here. That's good. The main guy's name is Questar. And I just don't think that audiences today are going to get behind a protagonist with long blonde hair named Questar. The young boy in the spaceship who rides the dinosaurs, who's like brash and headstrong, his name is Youngstar. Oh, no. See what I mean? Yeah, get more creative, you know? Right? So, is brutal. I think they just were really leaning on the fact that these were guys riding around on dinosaurs shooting lasers. So, I don't think it would work, and I just want to apologize for yelling and screaming about it. All right. And you can help me do that, right? Oh, yes, I can. Um, I came across this uh, really cool, helpful tool, and it's called... the. <laughs> I mean, it, it's for something else, but we can we can make it so it's it's about your apology. Mm-hmm. It's called the Celebrity Perv Apology Generator. Right. 
because, you know, we've had a whole bunch of allegations and stuff and people have been coming out and making apologies, but uh, they're not very good, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> as we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, I'm going to generate an apology for you. Okay. Um, I feel tremendously guilty now that I have done the things that I did and that they have become public. Mm. In conclusion, I will delete my Twitter account Mm -hmm. because I hate to see people who are mad at me. That's great. Okay? Okay, great. That's your official apology from Paul Plastino about Dino Riders. Thanks to the Celebrity Perv Apology Generator. Good stuff, Jen. That was great teamwork. Thank you so much. How did you hear yesterday there was a huge auction for all of the furniture in Harbor Towers? Today on the Afternoon Zone, all the things you would never, ever, ever buy at auction from a hotel. White towels, couch cushions, the unwashed sheets of a thousand sweaty nights, remote controls. Right? They were selling the TVs, but hear me out on this one. How disgusting would the remote controls be in hotel rooms? Yeah, do you think they ever clean those? How could you clean a remote control? Yeah. Right? Scratch, scratch, scratch your tummy. Change the channel. Have some cheesies from the mini bar. Lick your fingers. Change the channel. Touch your hoo-ha. I didn't want to say it, oh. but I'm glad you did. Well, we were all thinking that. <laughs> Jesse Roper! Yay! Hey. It's a How Christmas miracle. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm super. Uh, you came into the station today for other reasons, which we'll talk about later. Are we talking about that? I don't know uh, if we can yet. I'd wait until at least Canada Day next year okay. <laughs> to talk yeah, about totally. why you We're came in, in the works of being able to talk about it. <laughs> it's a real gray zone area. I bear gifts. <laughs> <laughs> So let's instead talk about your new album. Let's do that. Um, tell us a little bit about it. We've been playing the song Cherry. We can't get enough of it. People, like, as soon as we play it, we could say, like, uh, oh, we got a new song from Jesse Roper, and it could be you just, you know, humming, I don't know, the national anthem or something. People were like, this is the best song I've ever heard. <laughs> People were so excited right away to hear Cherry. So oh, please, so excited to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Tell us a little bit about the song. Uh, well, the song, um, I guess I was finding myself passing up on a few things and only, like, I don't know, I'm very, like, hypercritical, and uh, how do I put this? I don't know. I, I just want the best. Only the best. I want the best, the finest chocolate. Mm-hmm. I go to the most hipster, like, blue-haired <laughs> coffee shops to find the snobbiest coffee I can find. Yeah, really? And, and I'm trying to make my music the best I possibly can. And uh, this one in particular, to be totally honest, it was it was about like dating because I was just doing a crappy do- job of dating. <laughs> and I I uh, was at the bar this one night, and uh, this girl wanted to dance and and hang out and whatever. And I was like, no. And then on the way home, I was like, why did I say no? Like. You know, and and so then on I the started getting this by song. yourself. Oh, yeah. by myself! Yeah, right, I'm like, yeah, what am I doing? And I didn't know. Anyways, I was like, don't want the cherries at the bottom of the tree. Not that she was at the bottom; she was definitely like near the top. What? <laughs> I don't know what her name was. Anyways, uh, I just started getting this song in my head, and uh, and then that night I pretty much just wrote it out with a little help by the next morning, and uh, that's cherry for you. I don't know. I don't know how to. 
explain that no, one. No, yeah, that, that works. And, you just need that uh, one step further. Yeah, but there's always one step further, no matter how high you go. Absolutely. So that's the, the deadly part of it. Interesting. Now, your video is incredible. It was produced by Shiraz, right? Shiraz. Yeah. Shiraz. Oh, we love him here. <laughs> He's <laughs> a newsmaker, that guy. He is. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> um, but the, the, the whole idea behind the video, can you kind of describe that? Yeah, well, it was a bit of a tricky one to come up with a concept for. And we came up with all sorts of miserable concepts. And I was like, I really want to stay away from miserable. So he had a little brainstorm and came back and kind of gave me the ideas like, okay, this will be your character. And then we'll sort of have like a mental rebirth through all these trippy graphics. and The graphics are so cool It's it. really neat, eh? Yeah. I, was like, I was really excited about it when I saw it because he's trying to tell me about this. And it's hard to, it's like tell, somebody telling you, um, what drugs are like? Well, you have no idea until you do them. You know what I mean? So yeah, same yeah. with visual effects. You can, you can probably describe it a little bit better. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I was like, okay, well, I like, like where this is going. And the whole fire dance, like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I can do that. No problem. So the funny thing was when he was like, okay, but like what outfit are you going to wear when we do this sort of like scene at the Oddfellas Hall? And I was like, and I, like honestly, my head immediately went to naked. But I was like, no, no like, maybe like a white robe or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and then uh, finally, I was like, oh man, I, I don't see any clothes at all. He's like, me too, man. You got it. You got it. It's rebirth. I'm like God, anyway, my mom's gonna hate this. <laughs> and just so you know, I was wearing underpants. I just folded the top down. Sure. So I looked. You know, but uh, some behind the scenes magic yeah. right there. That's some <laughs> yeah. movie making magic. Just fold the underpants band. That's huh, all that's you gotta do. do. And it still <laughs> hangs up tightly against your waist. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's cool. I want to ask you tonight is our band of the month showcase. I'm going. I saw you at the last one. Yeah. Which is always makes me happy to see you coming out and supporting these uh, these bands. Um, as someone who's come from the Victoria music scene and. Now you're playing main stages at all kinds of festivals and you've got this level of success. What would you say kind of looking back uh, to these bands at this stage in their career? Oh, just remember, have fun first. Get warmed up and doing all the things you got to do so you know when you go on stage you're going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. But have fun, you know, and just the crowd loves fun. So mm -hmm. it's easy to... I feel like, too, you have... I feel like you've surrounded yourself with like friends and family and the people who either boost you or just put you in a good mood or raise your spirits or connect you to where you come from. Is that true as well? Where, oh, where yeah. are the people around you? Oh, I've got, I mean, I feel like I've got a whole community around these days, but I, I really, I'm lucky I have an excellent family um, uh, that supports me first off. And, uh, and then, yeah, I've got some solid friends. I've got a uh, I'm, I'm dating a girl these days, and Whoa. she's very supportive too. Nice. You found a cherry from the top. I did. Yeah. She is the cherry. <laughs> well, that's part of the reason. Yeah, uh, that's a whole other story. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a beauty, and she uh, definitely um, loves the tunes and very much supports me and gives me my space where I need it. You know, right. um, that's really important. But yeah, and then you know, I yeah, I've, I've always had some really close friends that I can always count on, and. You know, if I haven't seen them in a year or two or ten, like it doesn't make any difference. I've been lucky that way. So support, I've come by easy. Uh, the new album is called Access to Infinity. Uh, Jesse Roper is also playing as a part of the John Roy Holiday special, which I'm looking forward to. I'm stoked. 
Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I haven't played in Victoria in forever. I'm just dying to sit well, down you, with Alex Golden and give her. Well, yeah. you were on tour, right? I did like uh, Western Canada with Burton Cummings, and that was a treat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I did Eastern Canada on my own, and then uh, and then I went to Ontario, kind of boogied around there with the band that met up with me, and we played some fun shows out there. I'll there bet. was a couple really doozies <laughs> out there. <laughs> well, at the uh, holiday special, I don't know if you have to like sneak in Christmas songs or whatever, and I don't want to... Tell you what to do, but no, I'm a please. big Burl Ives fan, you know? All that uh, silver and gold and holly jolly Christmas, those are some <laughs> of my favorite. If just if you're looking for something to turn acoustic and do Jesse Roper style, okay. I feel you could channel Burl okay. in, a, in a good way. I mean, anybody with a name like Burl, I feel like I'd do justice. <laughs> um, Jesse Roper, everybody, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, Cheers. thank you, Jesse. Always yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for the treats and the gifts as well. <laughs> We'll see you tonight. You betcha. This is Quarter to News in the Afternoon Zone. Here's Jenny West. The Federal Auditor General is warning problems with Ottawa's Phoenix pay system, and uh, they may be on the verge of ballooning into a billion-dollar boondoggle. <laughs> that's quite the that's quite the sentence there. That was uh yeah from the Canadian press uh, ballooning into a billion dollar boondoggle. I want to congratulate you as a news person. This is like a record short amount of time before you had to say the phrase ballooning into a record. Sorry, say it again. <laughs> ballooning into, into a billion, billion dollar boondoggle. Yeah. It sounds fun, but it's not at all. It's not a good thing. It really isn't. Kids, we're having a billion-dollar boondoggle for Christmas. (laughs) Not yet. No, 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 no. no. Michael Ferguson's latest report includes a scathing review of the system that has left civil servants underpaid, overpaid, or not paid at all. In our view, it will take years to fix the pay system, and it will cost much more than the $540 million the government has so far identified that it will spend. New research on Mars suggests there might not be water on the red planet after all. Arizona scientists say that the dark streaks on Mars were actually signs of steep flows of sand, not H2O. The news throws cold water on 2015 research that indicated the slope lines were signs of water currently on Mars. But NASA says the latest study does not rule out the presence of water completely. You know, this is hard is if you want to go to Mars, we want to go to Mars. Right. Then we got to bring our own water. Have you ever been camping? That's the hardest thing to pack in is yeah. the huge jug of water. Four liter jug right? of water, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that might put a wretch into things. So yeah. we'll see what other research comes out around that. Uh, this is kind of uh, some interesting news um, that I'm com- surprised about. Cassettes, they're becoming more popular. Do you have cassettes at home? <laughs> no. Do you use them? Will you ever use them again? No. Even my car, my summer car, has mm-hmm. a cassette deck in it, and that's it. And I was going to buy, I was going to go buy, like, a Best of the Rolling Stones or something, because often when I'm driving and it's a convertible, I got talk, I want to put on some Rolling Stones music and drive. Right. But uh, I, so I didn't even buy that this summer. I don't want to mess with cassettes. There's a reason why cassettes kind of went away. There's, There's a reason why records came back. They're lovely. The aesthetic and the smell and the, the, sound. the needle and the sound is so warm and lovely and the cracks and the pops. It's just so it gets big, you know, like you you have the art in front of you, this big, beautiful thing. You really get to celebrate. They look good in your house. Mm-hmm. Cassettes are junk. Yeah, I and don't know why they're coming back. It's stupid. I hate them. Yeah. So official charts company in, uh, in the UK says sales of cassette tapes doubled this year. And the top selling cassette is the soundtrack from, do you know? 
Guardians of the Galaxy. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, data from Nielsen says the rise in sales of cassettes still only amounted to a total of 129,000 tapes being sold in the U.S. last year, but it still doubled. I would love to hear from a tape enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. If you're out there right now and you're thinking and you're listening to me being like, shut up, Paul. You don't know what you're talking about. These cassettes are great. Call right now. Yeah. Please. Yeah. What is the reason? Please. If not just silly hipster irony. What? I think that's it. I think you nailed it on the head there, though. Here is a, a very Canadian story for you from the Canadian press today. Um, a Calgary food writer, Julie Van Rosendahl, she posted a recipe uh, on her blog last year for a homemade version of Beaver Tails, right? A classic Canadian pastry. Uh, shortly after that, she received a complaint from Beaver Tails themselves for using its name. So she changed the recipe name to Beaver Donuts. It's pretty clever. But then she got another complaint. So she had to change it again. I really like this name change to Rodent Posteriors. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, that blew up on social media and Beaver Tails finally backed off and apologized. Yeah. And said, sorry about that. You know what? You can do that on your blog because you're not getting paid any money for it. It's just to share with her, her bloggers. Also, I feel like Beaver Tails, the chain of... You know, places that makes those things. They didn't invent beaver tails, right? That was already a thing that existed, what, like from fairs? And, yeah. You know, I'm thinking, uh, what's that thing in Quebec, Bonhomme and all that? Yeah. You know, winter carnivals, whatever, right? Those beaver tails were part of our heritage and culture long before this franchise opened up. Just the name that they were really frustrated about. I do think that she should stick with rodent posteriors, though. Like That's that pretty too. great. In the States, they call them elephant ears. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense as well. I guess so, but I like beaver tails better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Zoner texted in here and said to look up langos. Langos, I think is how you say it. Uh, this is the uh, traditional Hungarian food, the deep fried dough that from whence mm. springs, obviously the elephant ear and the beaver tail and all the things like that. So it goes back quite a ways. You know, I get it. You want to like protect your business's intellectual property and everything, but... Mm. The last thing you want to be seen on, as online is picking on a little guy. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, doesn't look so good. Someone just doing a blog for fun. Especially when it's something that Canadians really do like. Yeah, Langos is a Hungarian thing traditionally, but Canadians do feel a sense of pride and ownership over beaver tails. Yeah, I thought it was a Canadian thing. Right? But it's just that they took it and made it Canadian, right? And especially when there's the American version. Mm -hmm. When you have elephant ear to compare to beaver tail, oh boy, then forget about it, right? Then Canadians are like, beaver tails, poutine. Can you imagine <laughs> if like the Americans had poutine and it was popular there, but it just had like an Americanized name? It was just like, messy fries. <laughs> or like, muddy fries or something like, hey, that's, I want to get some muddy fries. That's actually a good name for it. That is pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, right? And then we would, we would be even more intense about how much we cared about poutine. Americans do have a version of uh, poutine. They call it disco fries. Oh, yeah, that's right. Disco fries. doesn't have a squeaky cheese, though. Oh, no? Well, so what is it? Uh, they, they put, like, chili and cheddar cheese. Oh. Uh, it's not the, the basic poutine that you have. That's yeah. always such a disappointment when you ask for a poutine and they give you shredded cheddar, eh? I know. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it though. If it's done, I've had it like this, and it's still delicious. Still cheese and fries and gravy. Yeah, but if you want, you know, a real poutine, you want no. that squeaky cheese. That's a good menu would have both poutine and disco fries. Yeah, or they call it a, a fry bowl, where it's just like you know, you put anything on it. A fry bowl is anything. You have curry on fries. Oh, it's kind of like a hash. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it now with waffle fries. Mm. Well, thank you for the information. Yeah, I thought you might want to know.
listening to the PJ Party Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't already, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or uh, through your favorite podcast app. I use Podcast Addict. It works really well. You can do it there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, leave reviews for us, whether you like it or what you think we should improve on, and we'll, we'll read it on the podcast and give you a little shout out as well. Yeah, I love that idea. And tell your friends about this podcast, and please do join us on the radio from uh, weekdays from 2 to 6. On the zone at 913 in Victoria or from the zone.fm anywhere else in the world. 